Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello, and welcome to episode 190 of Public Interest Podcast with your host, Jordan Cooper, where we interview politicians, activists, advocates, and others who seek to improve the state of the world. We're here today with Ron Anthony, a Christian R&B hip-hop artist and ex-BET Network's host. Mr. Anthony is an advocate for special needs children and has a heartbreaking tale to tell about his own special needs child who unfortunately passed away from abuse allegedly at the hands of a caregiver. Mr. Anthony's new single, I'll Trust You, is produced um, by Dove Award winner and is a tribute to his son. He is working with lawmakers currently to change laws regarding caregivers and special needs children. Mr. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I am doing excellent, and thank you for having me on. Great. The first question I'd like to pose to you is, what are you currently doing, or what have you ever done to advance the public interest, and why? I would say what I've done is really speak out and help change the laws for our special needs community. And it's dealing with, um, as far as bringing cameras in the specialty classroom because they can't talk and if they can't talk we can so we can we we did get the laws changed in georgia and we're working to get it all around the world as well mm-hmm. as changing the immunity laws i feel like um the term special needs is a huge umbrella term that may encompass all sorts of different medical conditions affecting children yes C- could you be more specific about what special need your son had and if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about your personal story um and and uh, okay. regarding his special needs yes aaron he he had cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy and that he couldn't walk or talk he was just like a, a child a baby and we had to do everything for him in the midst of that he that's when the abuse occurred allegedly at the school and um, when I say special needs, I mean mental, uh, physical, um, elderly, uh, even myself, um, heart disease, that's a special need. So when I go out and I fight for things, it's fighting for all, especially with the immunity law. That's something I'm working on now so that if anybody or any government official does something to us and we can't, you know, and it's proven then they would have to be prosecuted. Right now in the state of Georgia, it doesn't happen that way. So uh, so your son had cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy, and yes. through your experience with, with him, and, and so he was, he was in a school and something happened to him? Yes, he was, he was actually in school, and they were abusing him as far as uh, him and other kids, and they were... They were throwing, they threw him out of the wheelchair and uh, passed gas in his face, sprayed him with Lysol, um, locked him in a room, and it was covered up for years. And I didn't find out until the second abuse with, with Aaron alone by himself. Mm-hmm. This teacher placed a, she took a back brace, broke it in half, strapped it around his neck with a belt, and she did that to force him to look at the class, look at her, because with these kids, excuse me, they grow to the right. 
So she forced him to look at her. And mm-hmm. and she did that maliciously, according to the nurse and everyone that was, you know, according to the records that I've seen. And it it contributed to his death. It cut his circulation off. All right. So that sounds like a terrible, awful story. I'm so sorry that you had to yes. undergo that. And it sounds like your yes. painful experience. How old was your son at this time? At that time, he, well, it started when he was like 12, 13. But at the time that I found out, he was 17, turning 18. So he lived throughout his teenage years with this condition. Being a uh, And yes. what's the average lifespan for someone with both cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy? Well, actually, I thought it was less, but uh, with our Special Needs Rock Awards, we're going to give someone that's six years old that has cerebral palsy. So, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Is that 6060? 60, yes. Wow. So, so is that the average life expectancy? I would say they wanted, they, they, they would say about, 25, 30, like that. Mm-hmm. But I've met, I have met people that are like 60, and they're actually coming to the award show. And you know, it's just to, it's it's just according to statistics. But it's people out there that are living, and you know, you just have to be taken care of the right way, and you can live long. So, so you're a musician, and when Aaron passed away, it, you were able to, it sounds like through the, the single, I'll Trust You, you were able to deal with the grief um, through your music. Can you speak a little bit yeah. about how, if you were producing music while he was alive, or how you ended up be writing this song and, and the inspiration and, and the lyrics, if you could just elaborate on the origins of this song? Yes. Um, well... With 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 that going on, I did write a song prior to that called Hold On, and then this song came out. It was during the time, it was after that, after the, all of the courts and, you know, all the hurt and the pain and, you know, you just get frustrated. And so at that particular time, I didn't write this song. I just couldn't write it. What I did, I sent an email to... Fred Jerkins, who's a um, Michael Jackson's producer, and they looked at it and was like, "Okay, we'll do it." And I, I I poured everything out, and what they did, they took the song, wrote it, Michael Bass wrote it, and wrote it so that I would be able to sing it without breaking up. So it's talking about a man, and that man is me, but I never say I. Because when you say I, it just brings so much emotions and whew. And so it it was, it, it, the way they wrote the song from what I gave them in the email, it just made it easier for me and it conveyed something that would let people know you got to trust God. Make that choice this, to trust him. What, is, what does that mean to trust God? What, what are you trusting God about or with? Trusting God when you want to give up. Trusting God when you want to throw in the towel, when you want to commit suicide, all those things that were going on with me at that time. And and then I suffered um, heart attack, had open heart surgery. So I had to trust that power from within to 
keep me standing when I wanted to give up, when I wanted to just, you know, I had to make a choice to have the open heart surgery or not. So with you were considering ending your own your own life, I was just like, I mean, forget it. Just let life take its course. Just let life take its course. And so, why did you choose to take get the surgery? During that time, it was the night they they said, Ms. Ash, you need to make up your mind right now. And so that night, I just, I heard a voice from within and said, I have a mission. And I chose to take the mission. And that's why I'm here today. Because it's a spiritual, yes, it's a spiritual, it's kind of like a, it's not a voice like we're talking it's something that's within that gives you that that know that you've got to do this because these kids are suffering and you know and I was suffering at the time, so I made the choice to go through it, not knowing that I would have a radio station mm-hmm. that I would be interviewing, I would be singing again because I stopped singing for years. I was like, just forget it. Now, were and you I a BET host? Were you an yes. a BET network host while Aaron was alive? No, no. This was before. Before, before Aaron was now, born. It was, let me see, during that time, the BET, you know what? He was alive. Yes, he was. He was. Mm-hmm. So you were involved during in the music time. business and the entertainment business before his death? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then you were able to seek solace in the music business and also through God. Yes. And so Just how is leave. it? Hmm? I'm sorry. How is, how is it that you, you said God gave you a mission? Can you speak a little bit more about that mission and maybe how it led to you uh, advocating for reforms for special needs children before the Georgia State Legislature? Yes. Well, prior to Aaron being born, Mm-hmm. I I moved to with my aunt. She had a child that was hydrocephalic and that has water on her brain. It was like Jello. Mm-hmm. I was the one that was chosen to help with the with with my cousin. And during that time, I was patient, kind, loving, and it groomed me. Not knowing I would have my own child with special needs, and so that groomed me at an age of when I was in the ninth grade, 15, 16. And as I grew up, I learned how to deal with special needs before Aaron was born. And then when we, when Aaron was born, I already knew. And so my entire life has been dealing with special need kids. And so in the midst of going through my own special need, having a heart attack, it, it gave me the unction, the, the 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 power from within, the communication with what I've learned about the presence of God to actually take the mission and complete it because I didn't want to. So just, what was you know, that mission? Just, the mission was to start the organization to to bring awareness on what's going on in the school to bring awareness to how these kids matter because you well, we're dealing with Aaron and, and after I've got the knowledge about 
Aaron being abused, I saw the need that he needs love and care. And with all of his peers, they were being abused. So I was the one that would handle it in a professional way to bring awareness about it without getting upset and wanting to do something. And, you know, just that, that, that aggression, that aggression of not being, being professional about it, wanting to, you know, the thoughts came like, okay, you need to go say something to this teacher. But I couldn't because I was under the hand of God, the love, the kindness, all of it. And that's what led me to be a voice for the kids because I've been through it. And I know when something happens to any child, a parent is really ready to really do something physically. But because I have the love of Christ in me, it didn't happen, even though I thought about it. But it was the power that kept me being humble. You thought, you, thought about, you thought about hurting the teacher and hurting yourself. No, not hurting the teacher, just grabbing him out of the school. But you couldn't grab him out of the school because of the laws in Georgia. You know, we so, were the teacher. I mean, I, the teacher. It was. It it wasn't like. You know, doing something to the teacher. It's just like speaking out when I found out about it, or just just giving her some words that I know that I shouldn't have said or I shouldn't say. So I never. And what do you hope? Do you, so you say that God was able to give you strength to resist those negative impulses yes. and overcome that those terrible emotions you were feeling. Do you hope that your music has a similar effect on listeners? Yes, on the listeners, yes, because I just, you know, just through the experience, I just want people to know whatever you're going through, if you if you search from within and listen to that that. It's, 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 it's a voice that you hear that's going to guide you in the right direction so that you'll be able to endure what's going on on the outside of you. Because if you, if you, if you tune in to yourself from within, you can be connected and really not do a lot of things that a lot of parents would have done because I've heard it all. Oh, I would have done this. I would have done that. I should have done this, but you don't want to hurt someone else because of what they did. You want to help them, and and that's my mission, and I forgave all the people that were involved, but because I'm in a lawsuit, you know what I'm saying? This is still going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't just go up and talk to the people and and say, I forgive you, you know, because I do. And, and I understand that laws have to take its course. But within me, I forgave. That's the only reason I'm still alive. Because that malice and that hatred, it didn't last with me because I cast it all down. So let's talk about, um, you mentioned wishing to make the world better for others um, and helping yes. improve. You said that there were some laws in Georgia that prevented you from uh, taking care of your child and and uh, articulating your concerns. 
what sort of laws are needed in Georgia? What are you working for, working to advance with lawmakers um, to improve the situation on the ground for uh, special needs students in public schools? It was the it, it was pretty much their policy where you can't take the child out of school and um, because of their you know if you take your child out of school then they they always used to send us a letter saying that we would have to go to jail or something like that because we did try that and they sent us a letter saying okay if you don't bring him back this that and the other so what I'm working on now as far as the the laws is. We did get the cameras in the classroom, so we do have the the Landon Dunson Act, which is the HB 614 law, where cameras are in the special need classroom. So I did work with Representative Valencia Strobal and Lala Dunson, who's the mother of the child that it's named after. So we did get that, and we're working on the the law so that if if it's proven that these kids are being abused, or anyone, not just the kids anyone with the mm-hmm. government with, with the government then they would have to pretty much if it's proven they would just you you can prosecute as of right now in the state of georgia you can't do that you so, can't so right now you're saying that there are video cameras in the classrooms of special needs students but if yes. a teacher is caught abusing a student then that teacher cannot be prosecuted under the current law no, right now it's a sovereign immunity law, and it's according to from what I've learned, it's uh, it's an immunity law where they're immune, so they don't you can't prosecute them, and that's when I'm in the midst of working on to get that changed. And you'd so like that? that and you're I getting that amended. And that's a that's a law in the state of Georgia. In the state of Georgia, yes, and, and it's not just amendment? for special needs. The amendment, it's basically, just to sum it up, is that you really, they're immune to any type of um, litigation or criminal charges. There are special, there are certain things you have to go through in order to sue or to, basically, they have to give you permission to do it. <laughs> so, so The teacher would have to give you permission to to be sued by you? Not the teacher. It's the, it's that's the law. The law, you would have to get permission from the state, according to yeah. the way it is, the way it is now. You would have huh. to get permission from if you're going through legal and all of that. But what we're doing is we're working on amending that law, mm-hmm. because right now these kids, the, the teachers are actually free, even though you know it's been, even though they admit to it. But it's really nothing you can do about it because of that law. And I know it's in the state of Georgia. So what we're doing now is we're getting I'm working with some senators now so that we can get that law amended so that if it's proven, then they would have to they can be prosecuted. And that's so, and, and if you had that that law, it would I don't I don't really think that they would do that as long as they know that they can be prosecuted. But right now they don't they can't be prosecuted. So, so Mr. Anthony, like, oh well. As you um, as we approach the end of this podcast, I'd like to ask you to speak to your listening audience, those who uh, are listening to the hit sing, to the single "I'll Trust You." Um, yeah. And I'd like you 
to speak to this audience and tell them why it's uh, so important, why you've decided to to be an advocate for special needs, why they should care about the welfare of special needs children, yeah. and uh, what you hope they will do, what you hope they will feel, what you hope your song will inspire them to do, uh, if you will. Okay. Now, because of the alleged abuse that happened with my son and the other kids that were involved, I'm hoping that this song will minister to your heart so that you'll be able and you will go visit the schools. I want people to visit just to get to know the teachers, get to know the principal. And with this song, it will encourage you because if you go through something like this, then you'll be able to trust God or what you believe in, trust. And know that everything, as long as it's peaceful, everything will be fine with you, and you'll be able to endure it and get through it like we did, like our family's doing now. And and you won't be able to go through the bumps and the bruises like I have, having a heart attack, having open-heart surgery, not knowing, you know, what's going to happen with my body because of the stress that I went through. So this song, I'll Trust You is to help you so that it'll bring awareness so that you can research yourself and know that you must do things to prevent things to happen to you. And you won't have to go through what I've been through. And it's all love, all about love, joy, peace, and you'll be able to forgive because that's the most important thing is to forgive. And that's what I've done. And that has been... Uh, Ron Anthony, a Christian R&B hip-hop artist and XBET Networks host who advocates for special needs children due to a tragic uh, story with his own son um, in, in the state of Georgia. Mr. Anthony speaks about his desire to fight for all and uh, to help uh, those who cannot help themselves, special needs individuals with mental, physical um, uh, or other uh, debilitations. He yes. speaks about the, he wishes that his his song will inspire forgiveness. He wishes to help through his song listeners avoid uh, the tragedies that he's experienced by turning yes. listeners into advocates um, for others. And for any listeners who may have been wronged or experienced tragedy in life, he encourages these listeners to find love in their heart and to trust in God or whatever they believe in and, and to seek peace and yes. that they can achieve that peace through forgiveness. And, and uh, Mr. Anthony seeks to advance the public interest by creating more peace and more justice for everyone. And he hopes that uh, with his song, perhaps he may be able to add a little bit more love to this world. So uh, yes. Mr. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This has been another episode of Public Interest Podcast with your host, Jordan Cooper, where we interview politicians, activists, advocates, and others who seek to improve the state of the world. I'll remind you to subscribe on publicinterestpodcast.com and on iTunes. Leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox, Blueberry, Player FM, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Should you wish to comment on this episode, you're welcome to leave a voicemail at 240-630-0380. And the first three minutes of that voicemail may be played in future episodes of Public Interest Podcast. Should you wish to support the podcast, 
You're welcome to leave a contribution in an amount that you feel comfortable with at publicinterestpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.